Welcome to the Career Medis podcast. I am your host Nisar Ahmed. I am the founder and editor of the blog careermedis.com. And this is episode 31 of the Career Medis podcast. And this episode is part of the Career Expert series and for today's uh, interview, today's episode, I am speaking with Adrian Aguilar from inspiredbyadrian.com and Adrian is also the host of the Let's Sport podcast. Adrian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, Asar. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I um, before we begin, and I wanted to get into some questions about your experience, some of the cool things you have done online in terms of your business. I wanted to ask yourself your introduction. Uh, so, please, for the benefit of the audience, if you can int- introduce yourself, that'll get great, uh, get us to a great start. Yeah, sure. So what I do is I help people find meaningful work. So I do that through career coaching and also through my podcast as you mentioned. Let's Explore helps millennials figure out what they want to do with their lives as it relates to passion, self-improvement and mindset. So it's as it relates to personal development and the podcast provides actionable advice that can be implemented right away. Perfect. And um I I wanted to dig into that uh deeper because you are a prime example of what you preach i want to ask you more questions on that uh one sure. one introductory question i have is uh where are you calling from which city i am in san diego california in the united states as a san diego resident maybe you can share something about your city that most people do not know about unless they, unless they visit the city you know that's that's such a, an interesting and funny question Everybody that tends to visit that hasn't been to San Diego or maybe has been here once that asks I really don't have too much of an answer cuz as an actual local I don't do any of the touristy, you know, attractions <laughs> or the touristy spots but I mean of course San Diego is known for its weather. I kid you not. I mean it rains 5 6 days out of the year. You know, at most when it's cold, it's like 60 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, I think it might be Celsius in in Canada, but for us like we're freezing when it's 60 degrees. Like you have you see people wearing Ugg boots and coats and scarves and beanies, but there's a lot to San Diego. I mean, the biggest thing San Diego Zoo and the ocean. Uh-huh. The zoo is well known. It's one of our main attractions. You also have the Ocean Mission Beach is one of the well-known attractions in the beach and there's also something that's called I believe it's called Flow Rider but it's a simulated wave like they literally pump water that uh-huh. is an artificial wave that people just literally surf in place and then another golden gem is Balboa Park it's museums gardens and it's also part of or it's also the location of the San Diego Zoo hmm Uh, that's interesting and i think um, i've heard about the zoo for sure but not about the the surf park so that's that's interesting and i, I always like asking that question to my guests uh, it's always good to learn about the places they are from and what makes the place unique so thanks for sharing that mhm so now let's get to moving with the interview here adrian so i wanted to understand your journey uh, you mentioned you're a career coach you help millennials uh, figure out what is meaningful work for them and uh, how to carve that path um 
I'm I'm very curious to hear your story. How how you got started in this line of work? How much time do we have, Nasar? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, we have time, no problem. <laughs> it's it's been a long journey. Um, let's. I don't even know where to start. Let's start off with with college. So after I graduated from high school, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. And I graduated from high school back in 2008. So I went into accounting because that's what my brother told me to go into. Two years into, it's, it was accounting's part of business. Two years into business, I you know really wasn't happy. So then I switched to computer science and math and science completely went you know out of my head from high school because there's been already a two-year mark so after a semester of doing poor I switched back to business and I graduated with a degree in IT after graduating I wasn't sure what I wanted to go into or what type of job that I thought I wanted to have so I started off in a position in accounts payable and from that point you know I wasn't really happy you know, I didn't feel challenged enough to work for somebody else. In the span of four years, I had eight different positions. Most of them were in the business industry, whether it was, you know, accounting, finance, IT, or, you know, management, and uh, and even marketing. And ultimately, in my last position, which was as a product analyst, I started back in April of this year, in 2016, thinking, you know what, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what's going to make me happy because I've always, well, I wouldn't say always. For the last three to four years, I've always, I said always again, for the last three to four years, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I thought, hey, a product manager job would be best because that's, you know, an entrepreneur within an organization. And as soon as I started, I felt the same way as, as I did before. I just wasn't happy. You know, I wasn't challenged. And a month into it, I just started thinking, you know, what else can I do that just involves me? And, and, you know, I don't have to rely on anybody else or another company. And the first thing that came to mind was a podcast. In the last four years, I've been on the journey of self-improvement, you know, being coached, being mentored, reading self-help books, listening to other podcasts, reading articles. And so I knew I wanted to do a podcast of, you know, what I learned in the past but I wasn't quite sure how to monetize my business until a couple of weeks later, it kind of just hit me. You know what? I was like, I should help others find meaningful work. I've been able to look for work, interview, and also negotiate for the last four years, you know, jumping into eight different positions. So after three months of my current or my last position, I quit. So I literally started, I believe it was like April 1st and my last day was June 30th, but I just, literally jump shipped and said, you know what? I'm done. I, I want to pursue my own dreams. I want to make my own dreams a reality. Let's get this going. Let's start my own business. And, you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure of where to begin, how to do it, but I knew I had the drive, the ambition, you know, the time to actually make something out of essentially nothing and, you know, I'm three and a half months into entrepreneurship in my own business, and it's been the best decision of my life. You know, I love meeting others who are just as ambitious, who have the same, who are just as ambitious, who have the same drive. But it's also 
a great feeling. It's so awesome to help others find meaningful work, whether it's through career coaching or, you know, listeners of my podcast. Thanks for sharing the journey. It's, I, I'm always fascinated about my guest journey, where they where they started, how they got here. It tells a lot about uh, the, some of the challenges they have done and some of the introspection that led to where they are today. Uh, so one thing I do want, from your story, one thing, one, do, one thing I do want to say, I commend you, I congratulate you for uh, taking the leap into entrepreneurship and doing it full time. Uh, I can say a lot of people, are not comfortable doing what he just did. So that takes a lot of courage, a lot of balls. And myself included, I'm very much in awe about people who do that. Um, so congratulations. I think that's a great, great, uh, uh, it, it tells a lot about a person when they do that. So keep <laughs> congrats on that. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. And I actually just released an article about, you know, just explaining my journey. But, you know, I, I started off with, I I wrote it a couple of weeks ago. I can't think about it, but it's something along the lines of any sane person will tell you to quit your job once your side hustle is making more money than your full-time job. I, under the, I, on the other hand, took a risk and I just quit. So it's, it's not for everybody. You know, I, there's only a few people that would probably ever do that. And I'm one of those, but to be honest, I really, I, I really wouldn't recommend it to anybody else just to jump ship and go straight into entrepreneurship. I recommend to transition into entrepreneurship. You know, after work on weekends when you have free time, focus on building your business, expand it. Once you start, you know, monetizing it and the momentum gets rolling, then of course quit your full time job. Yeah, that's uh, that's sound advice because um, and that's that just pivots into my next question. Uh, you mentioned a few times, even in your introductions, even as you were talking about your journey, the whole concept of meaningful work. And that's that's a, that's a very interesting term, meaningful work. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, w w when does one find meaningful work? You know, the the advice where people say, pursue your passion or find your dream job, I really don't think that exists I, on the other hand, just like to find work that's going to make me happy. As life evolves, so will your work, you know, your interests, your hobbies, your quote unquote passions, they change. I mean, when I was younger, right, I wanted to become a soccer player. Then I wanted to become a teacher. And then I wanted to become a lawyer, even though I never even knew what those positions entail. And then in college, it was kind of funny I was an extreme athlete. I mean, I tried any and every extreme sport. And for a while, I thought, you know what? I want to pursue becoming a race car driver. I want to be a rally car driver. And then I got into skydiving and I said, you know what? I want to become a professional skydiver. I want to get sponsored and get paid to do what I love. And then, uh, of course, if I were to ever pursue, say, like skydiving or rally car driving, I just started thinking, how much time, how much money, how much effort is it going to take for me to actually succeed in those types of fields? And it's kind of nearly impossible. I like to take calculated risks. You know, when people say, hey, I want to become an astronaut, well, is it likely that you'll become an astronaut even if you work really hard? So ultimately, you know, I started thinking, 
what about if I can just do something even in the industry, right? Maybe work at like a skydiving school or be on some sort of like rally car, you know, team, but then ultimately transition into just entrepreneurship and pursuing my own business because it has the same parallel, right? You're taking risks when you go do extreme sports, but in, in my situation, it was calculated risks. So I use that in entrepreneurship, but Meaningful work entails that you're happy going to work, that you, I would not necessarily love your, love your job, but that you like your job. You get up every morning and you're actually excited to go to work, not miserable. You know, I read a quote or an image from Gary Vee the other day, and he said, if you're living for the weekend, your system's broken. You know, huh. fix it. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm just trying to help people essentially. I mean, long answer short, find work that they'll be happy with. And just to add to what he just said, along with the Gary Vee comment, is uh, when you, the type of work you're talking about is not the work where you need an escape, like a weekend or a vacation, but that you're happy to do no longer, no matter how long. Yeah, I agree. And then, I mean, in my case, right, I'm working Friday, Saturday nights, and all throughout the weekend where people are usually just relaxing, lounging, you know, drinking, partying, whatever the case is. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great analogy, great example, because for you, work is joy. And for the other examples you have given, they do the other things because they don't, they're not happy, necessarily happy with the work. So I think that's a good, it's, so it's, it's like, it's like the whole old, old school adage called uh, labor of love, right? So you enjoy mm-hmm. what you do that you just love doing it. No matter what the time of the day, what what time, what date, what weekend. So that's that's great. So that's what to summarize. That's exactly what you mean by meaningful work, uh, something that makes you happy and fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, what's what's that saying? I don't know. I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but um, uh, what is it called? If you love your work, you'll never. Or if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Meaning, right, you, yeah. you can just do it anywhere at any time and it's it's not even considered work because it's what you actually love doing. Okay, perfect. So this is a good, uh, my next question flows naturally with what he just mentioned. So you mentioned you're a career coach. So the, the people who approach you for help, um, what are the biggest challenges they have is it mindset is it the position or the place they are what is preventing them from today to get to meaningful work it varies i mean you know you have all sorts of walks of life and in regards of of a client for me and what i do i look for somebody who's actually willing to put the work and the effort into looking for, you know, meaningful work, you know, it, it's, it's going to take time, you know, at minimum, it may take, say a month at most, it might take a year. But from what I've seen, the, for the most part, it starts with your personal development it starts with self improvement, you have to have an open mindset to be able to accept feedback, advice, you know, criticism in what you're currently doing. As far as the actual job search goes, it's interesting for the most part is the networking aspect or the lack of networking 
nowadays when you look for work, it's about who you know, not what you know. And so what I do is I help them with guidance, the toolkit and the resources and also assign homework, but to set them up in situations where they could potentially network with people in the industry that they want to go into. So if someone who's a new beginner and they are they they want to network but they do not know how to do it, do you have a couple of actionable ideas that you would like to share? Whether that's in person or virtually or both? Uh, actually both because networking could uh, could mean all of the above. So it's it's interesting, right? I believe I mean, because my background, right, and in, in my audience are millennials. Millennials tend to be introverted. They like to keep to themselves. As far as networking virtually, it's a whole lot easier, right? Because you don't have to speak. You don't have to talk. But, I mean, eventually you do once you ask for help or you ask for advice or you want, you know, you're reaching out to a mentor. But, you know, it it first starts off with just engaging on social media right whether you're on linkedin or facebook those are the two main and i actually use reddit too those are the three main platforms that i use but if you're just you know reading inside your your industry or your niche or whatever the case is right that's the starting point you know reading the different posts reading the different forums but then also posting whether it's on you know on facebook on your own wall or you're posting comments on somebody else's post or you're reading you know a a subreddit or you're on linkedin you know commenting on other people's articles ultimately too what helped out a lot when i started off was joining facebook groups finding that community with similar interests you know that you are trying to achieve. So when you surround yourself with like-minded people, you know, you're going to do better. You're going to excel in your career, in your personal life. It just depends on what you're trying to achieve. But, you know, the first thing that I did, just take, for example, relating it to my podcast, right? I, I didn't know how to start a podcast. I, you know, I read some articles here and some tutorials, but, you know, obviously I still had questions. And so what I did was I went on Facebook and I searched podcasts inside the group sections and I found three to four different groups and I joined them all. And there's one specifically that just completely helped me out and, you know, actually accelerated the journey of podcasting. You know, it's it's so funny because people don't want to ask for help just because they feel bad or they feel as if they have to give something in return. And it's something that I developed over time, but a lot of people are willing to help out. You know, they don't need money or they don't need a favor in return. They just are there kind hearted to answer a question that can take you an hour, which, you know, somebody else can answer in one minute. As far as, you know, networking in person, that's a, a little bit more difficult what you want to do, of course, is attend local meetups, conferences, events. If there's, you know, local associations regarding your your industry, your career. Let's just take marketing, for example. Wherever uh-huh. you live, type in, 
you know, your city's name followed by marketing. Let's just say, in my example, let's just say San Diego. Type in San Diego marketing meetups. Then you're going to get all the meetup groups that contain, you know, marketing experts or professionals or people in the field. Same thing with, you know, local organization or associations. Type in San Diego marketing associations. Then you might have a couple more and they have usually events weekly, if not monthly, especially for their board meeting where you can meet marketing individuals. Same thing with conferences. At least in San Diego, say, for example, there's a conference that exists. It's called San Diego or not San Diego. It's called Social Media Marketing World, and it's every year. That's where you're going to meet other marketing individuals. So it's putting yourself in situations where you're going to meet people that are in the industry that you want to go to, that you want to go into. Of course, the hardest part, the easy, well, let's just start with the easy part. The easy part is attending those events, those conferences, those meetups. The hardest part is, of course, once you're there, is talking to people. I recommend if you're starting off, if you're anxious, if you're, you know, shy, if you're reserved and you really aren't well, you know, aren't, you don't do well talking with other people, bring somebody along, somebody that, you know, like a friend or somebody that you find comforted because at least you both can do it together and it'll be easier to, you know, approach somebody who's by themselves or a group of people. And then of course you just want to share a common interest. You know, if they're talking about, again, I'm just sticking with the social or the marketing aspect. If they're talking about Facebook live or Facebook ads, go in, you know, into the conversation and bring something to the table, you know, Bring up a story of, you know, an experience that you had with Facebook Live or Facebook ads. And then from there, you'll get to know each other. But it starts off with a simple hello. After saying the hello, that's where the conversation could literally go anywhere. You just have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. And as I say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Of course, the first couple times, the first few times you do it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It might be nerve wracking. But over time, just like anything else, it takes practice. Just keep on going out, meet new people. Even in your everyday life, if you're going grocery shopping, you know, whatever the case is, smile to people, say hi to people then they're going to actually, you know, feel great. They're going to smile back. They're going to say hi back. And all you did was, you know, say it. All you did was say one word that took two seconds, but that brings happiness and joy to their life, but also your life. If I can summarize very quickly or like a very quick, what you just mentioned is the most important thing is showing up. And the second thing is consistent, being consistent. Uh, of course, as you said, and you were being upfront and honest, it is uncomfortable. And that's perhaps a lot of, perhaps the main reason a lot of people do not actually involve in networking. But uh, if you consistently do something, it eventually becomes second nature. Um, and uh, okay, that's, that's perfect. So you talked about networking. Uh, the next question I wanted to ask you, I think uh, you have done this very well, is uh, branding, uh, personal branding. Uh, no matter if you start a business or if you're looking to get a new job or a new career, uh, personal branding is becoming, it's very popular. You cannot go a day, uh, day by when you don't read about personal branding. What is your take on personal branding? Uh, and what are some of the things people can do to improve their personal brand? 
I think it's necessary. You know, nowadays and where the economy's taking us, where the world's taking us, I think it's 100% necessary to brand yourself. It doesn't matter, right, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're starting your own business, or you're in the career, you know, and you're in a career and inside the workforce and you're trying to, you know, move up. But, you know, when I... It's funny, when I started off using social media, and this was years ago, right? I was very personal. I didn't like adding people that I didn't know. I only added friends and family. I would never post about my actual personal life. And in fact, I don't think I'd ever really post that all. And it wasn't until the idea of, I want to start my own business, did I start realizing, you know what? I have to be known. Like I have to actually post consistently. People need to get to know me and see my name, you know. But as far as personal branding, I mean there's there's so many places you can start. Again, depending on what you're trying to achieve, you can post on different platforms. Of course, you have all the social media out there. Um Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat, YouTube. Um, even then you have what Reddit, Pinterest. There's so many platforms out there. But tying it into say what I do, the main places that I post are Facebook, LinkedIn, and Reddit because most people hang out there. You know, I follow threads that are in my niche. But ultimately... I think even with personal branding and even in just general life, what it's about is providing value. You know, you never expect anything in return. It's just you want to provide value. You want to help others as much as you can. And ultimately, it'll just come back to you. There's a quote. I think it's Zig Ziglar, but he says, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll ultimately get what you want. And that's what I do. I help others in questions that they ask when they need help in, you know, the areas that I know. And ultimately it gives me, you know, it it gets me known. And the more I post, the more people know about me, but then they also, you know, share my advice or share my articles or, you know, share my social media pages, which is great. But if you want to actually start with personal branding and building one, First place, ultimately, I think is LinkedIn, right? If you, whether you are, you know, like I said, in the workforce or you are in entrepreneurship, get a LinkedIn account. Everybody wants, you know, every quote unquote business professional is on LinkedIn. Then from there, you can build out other social media if that's what you like to do, right? If you like to take pictures, do Instagram. If you like to send short messages, do Twitter. Facebook, I think just is kind of like all of it you know it's an instagram it's a twitter combined but you know say for example in my case i want to build a personal brand so i'm actually getting in front of the camera more i'm doing facebook live videos i'm doing snapchat videos and pictures but it's about essentially being consistent on providing value but also posting on whichever platform you're on, on a consistent basis, so people get to see your name, get to hear what you say, and taking and take in whatever advice or articles that you share. 
So one of the things I was, as you were saying, I was listening, you mentioned the concept of adding value. So it's also about posting content or sharing content that is valuable to others. And I think that's one of the things a lot of, uh, that's a mistake. A lot of the people using social media, such as Facebook do, is there's a lot of uh, content that's necessarily value added. I mean, as you all know, uh, as you probably have seen, Facebook is used for sharing a lot of personal information, uh, complaining and all that. But if you switch the gear and make it more of a value add, that helps you with your personal brand. Did I understand that correct? Yeah, it does. I mean, that's what I started off, right? I didn't just create Facebook Live videos or had posts that said, hey, go read my blog or hey, go listen to my podcast. You know, I, I came off with how can I help you or how can I be a service to you? And once people resonated with that, you're seen more as, you know, a friend than just somebody asking for something. So if you start off by providing value, you'll ultimately get what you want people to do. And that's whether, you know, they want to check out your website, they want to purchase a service, they want to purchase a product that you have, whatever the case is, you always have to provide value first. Yeah, and I totally agree. Uh, the more value they get, the, the more uh, they come back to you. Um, for example, you mentioned you dropped in Gary V's name, Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, name in here. He adds a lot of value by sharing a lot of great content. And uh, I, I mean, people, I, I've, I've read all his books. Initially, I was just listening to his free content. He's added so much value that I had to pick up and read his books. So that's a prime example. Yeah. And then, I mean, just, just going off the Gary V example, right? How many times have you seen actually pitch a product or service? I've maybe only seen it once, if not twice, and that's for his book releases. Either than that, it's just nothing but free content, and it's valuable uh -huh. too. I totally agree. Um, one thing I want to ask, so we, we are on the topic of personal branding. Uh, you write content. Actually, you have one of your recent articles. At the time of this recording... One of your recent articles has got a lot of traction on LinkedIn. Um, regardless of someone's career, regardless of what they do, how important is blogging? Um, I, I think you have had some success with that. Uh, so I wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that's that's an actual interesting question. It's It's kind of funny. I, of course, when I started off, I just wanted to do everything, right? So I wanted to do the podcast. I wanted to do a blog. And the interesting thing is, obviously, when you start off, no one's going to know who you are. No one's going to listen to your podcast. No one's going to read your blog besides friends and family. And so with that specific blog, you know, I posted it on my website and I shared it on all my social media platforms. And I got like 40 or 50 hits. And again, it doesn't mean that 40 or 50 people read it. It just means 40 or 50 people were on the page. And for the most part, I'm pretty certain that it was all family and friends. And so I forgot who I was talking to. It might have been a mentor or a business coach. But you always read about repurposing content, right? You don't want to just place content in one specific area and that's it. And in my case, excuse me, in my case, it was just my website and I was just sharing it on social media and nobody really went into it. So then a couple of people mentioned, 
why don't you try posting it elsewhere like LinkedIn or Medium? And, you know, the more that your information's out there on a variety of platforms, the more of a following that you'll get. And I posted my blog post that was from my website on LinkedIn, and the title is Why I Quit My Job, The Pursuit of Happiness. And, you know, I I only had... This is the funny thing. I only had uh, like 100 connections, right, when I posted this. And I posted this two days ago. When I looked at the stats one hour later, it was at like 1,500 views, like 10 comments, and I had 100 followers. I was like, holy smokes, like people actually are interested in this content. And ultimately, it just hit me at that point. You have to place your content where people are more likely to read it. And what I mean by that, right? Because I'm a career coach and I wrote about why I quit my job to pursue happiness. What is LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is a social network of professionals, people who work, people who are looking for new jobs. So it was the right audience to post to and it just became a hit. So if you want to write you know, to a specific audience, even just throwing a random example out there, right? If you consider yourself a geek or, you know, a movie buff, then post on like a Star Wars forum or a movie forum. And then of course, in that case, you're going to get more traction. People who are actually interested in your contents than if say you were just to post on your Facebook wall. So I learned posting your content in as many places as possible helps, but also where you're likely to get people who would be interested in your material also helps as well. Perfect. Thanks for sharing that success story. Uh, it's it's uh, good to see because I, I, I saw that article uh, on LinkedIn. It's well written. It, it covers the essence of our introduction today. So that's the reason I brought up that question as well. So thanks for covering that. Um, so we are coming mm-hmm. towards the end of our time. Uh, Adrian, so if after listening to this, the listeners, the audience wanted to get in touch with you or reach you, what are some of the best ways to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I am literally on every social media, but you can find me on my website. My website is inspiredbyadrian.com, Adrian spelled A-D-R-I-A-N, but I am on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn. For Facebook, it's inspired by Adrian. Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, it's my handle is inspired underscore Adrian. And then if you just search my name, Adrian Aguilar on LinkedIn, you can find me. And also on my website or iTunes or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, you can find my podcast. It's called Let's Plore, which combines the words let's explore. Perfect. I will make sure to add all those links in the summary when I uh, once this uh, episode is published. Uh, before we conclude, do you have any final words, any last words, Adrian? Yeah, I mean, go out and do what you love. You know, it's the other thing, too, that I didn't really get into is is patience, you know, instant gratification. It's you're not going to get a job that you love, you know, overnight. You know, I actually spoke about that in a in a Facebook Live 
uh, video that I just did. Overnight successes don't exist. You have to be willing to put the time, the effort, the energy to get what you want. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And there's a quote that I love. And I don't know if it's you know by someone specific, but you cannot succeed alone, but you most definitely can fail alone. Bring somebody else on the journey. Don't be afraid to ask for help and make something happen, you know, out of your life. That That's actually a very inspiring uh, call to action. Thanks for, uh, thanks for summarizing everything in that a couple of sentences. Adrian, I wanted to, on behalf of the audience, myself, I wanted to thank you. Um, you shared a few great um, insights, great tips, uh, and we've all found it valuable. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Asar, for having me on. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. And I just like you said, I hope that your audience you know, benefited from, from our talk. You are welcome. Thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Medics Podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview uh, along with the links that Adrian had mentioned. If you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the Career Medics Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really, really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this episode with your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmed, your host for the Career Medis Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.